Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the art studio. I don't really have anything planned, so I thought I would just wing it today. I hope all of you guys are having a great day, no matter what you're doing out there, no matter when you listen. Uh, Well, I got done with my move. I had to move from Bend, Oregon. And let me tell you, moving is a traumatic event (laughs) Uh, for just so many reasons. But one of the big reasons, of course, is once I get back, uh, or once I got moved, you know, every single thing is in a box. And my entire schedule, the way I do things, is, uh, you know, out of whack. You know, nothing runs according to the quote-unquote old schedule uh, because there's always something else to do. And that makes it hard to find time uh, to do the normal things I like to do, such as record the art studio. Anyway, that was a long explanation for that, wasn't it? I am slowly getting settled. I am slowly getting all my stuff unpacked. (laughs) So that's really good. And uh, we are settled in, actually, which is nice. Don Edwards is an artist on Facebook, uh, a friend through Facebook, and a very prolific and talented guy. And you can tell he has a great passion for art and comics and making things. Anyway... He posted on Facebook uh, just a few hours ago this post, which I'm going to read to you guys, because I think a lot of people sort of have these thoughts, if not all the time, at one time or another, and uh, I think it's a common feeling among artists. Anyway, here's what Don Edwards had had to say. Amazing. I offer full color, 11 by 17 commissions of any character for $50. Nothing. I offer them for $25. Nothing. I offer them for $10. I get two requests in two weeks, and one of them was actually worried about the quality of art I'd be giving him until I sent him a progress photo. I love comics. I love drawing them and pretty much everything about them, but I'll tell you this and I'll tell you true. I've had to fight for every job, gig, and commission that I've ever been lucky enough to get. I put my all into every piece I do, not because I'm trying to give someone their money's worth, but because I truly love what I'm doing. I see a lot of these cats getting three or four times what I'm getting for a lot less quality, and it burns me up. Sometimes the universe seems like it's telling me to stop this madness. And sometimes it seems like God himself is standing behind me, showering me with blessings. So, I bitch about it on Facebook. And by the time I'm done typing, I'm usually in a better place and ready to get back to it. Even though I love this stuff, it's still a business for me. And at the end of the day, I'm still doing this to further my name and my brand, if you will, and gain momentum and a fan base. 
so that there is a demand for my stuff and that there are people willing to pay good money for it. Even though this has been my most successful year to date, I still feel as though I'm not doing something right because I'm still fighting to get work and not where I think I should be career-wise. Why the hell aren't I at least in the running to draw a book at Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, IDW? Why aren't writers and other creators out there offering me a chance to be on their team? Literally hundreds of people, professional comic book artists included, have told me that I have ability. So what am I doing wrong or what am I not doing? Is my lack of con attendance? I refuse to believe that. In this age of social media, I feel like cons for me would be a waste of time and money that I don't really have a lot of anyway. Am I not posting enough? Am I not posting the right thing? Am I not posting the right thing to the right site? Maybe it's all that, none of that, or maybe this is the nature of the beast and the hustle never ends. But I see a lot of artists just swimming in work, as many job sites and forum boards as I go to. I still don't see the work some of these people are lucky enough to do. And it's funny in a way, we the comic creators take pride in our kinship to one another and consider our community a friendly place. But at the same time, we're all each other, each other's competitors, and more or less after all the same jobs. When I first started, I made the rookie mistake of asking someone top-tier guys for help and maybe a line to a job or two. Nope, no one ever helped me. You gotta get your licks in like everyone else in this business. There are no shortcuts. It's only hard work, dedication, determination that gets you where you want to go and keeps you there. Todd McFarlane got to work, got to where he is after hundreds of rejections and over 20 years of putting the work in. All the untouchables in this business did. And now here I am, 44 years old, working on a rickety desk in my mother's living room, pursuing the same dreams of thousands that came before me and hundreds of thousands more chasing me to close the little bit of distance that separates us. The sad part of all this is, is I am not a patient man. It's a quality that has eluded me all of my life. So as you can surmise, this is very much killing me. It sucks always having to remind myself that this is a marathon, not a race. That you have to pace yourself, do the work, put in the time, and the victory lap gets a little closer every day. Comics ain't easy, but it's all I got, said one insane man I know rather, than, rather well. When it loves you, it's the most pure and rewarding thing in the world. You feel justified, accomplished, and invincible. But when it doesn't, it's like being hit in the face with a sledgehammer by a beautiful woman every time you look at her. And because she's beautiful, you can't stop yourself from looking. And there you go. Ow. The compulsion to make things, to make comics, or the compulsion to do anything, is a weird series of chemical and social events that leads us into doing something. Some people get a kick out of, you know, being an athlete. Some people get a kick out of being the best mechanic or a mechanic. Some people get a kick from making comics or making art. So 
through a very, like I said, through a very complex series of events, people find validation or pleasure in expressing themselves in different ways. Some people do it through modern dance. You ever watch someone do some kooky dance and you look at it and go, that makes no sense to me. But other people are like, yeah, I really get it, man. And you feel like, what are they getting? But that's sort of like art. You can look at art, see nothing, or you can look at art and be completely emotionally moved. It's your perception that changes the art. So anyway, back to what Don just had to say here. People are compelled to do comics. I'm referring to the very end of his statement. That's that's the truth of it. People find pleasure in this thing and they want to do it. And ultimately, they want to get paid for it. As I've often said, it's a pain, but you almost have to separate those two things for yourself. Or if getting paid is the end result or the goal of your art and it's not working, then you have to stop doing art. It's like changing careers. It's simply not for you. Now, if you want to create or you feel compelled to create beyond being paid for it, well, then that's, again, a personal choice up to you. You get to do your own thing in your free time, whatever that would be. Make an animated movie, make a book, uh, you know, redesign your house, whatever it is that you're moved to do. And people are moved to do all sorts of things. But Don strikes on several points that all artists feel. We feel like we're struggling, we're not getting very far, or it hasn't really created a big ripple yet as much as we'd like. It's very, very difficult to find work. People uh, have expectations about work no matter what they pay for it. So actually, you know, becoming the cheapest guy in the marketplace isn't the answer. That won't help you. It's very tough to break into the industry. People are most likely not going to help you break into the industry unless they're actually your friend. Uh, and he's very correct. It's the nature of the beast. But it's the nature of the beast, perhaps, for all things that aren't a firmly established job, so to speak. Being a freelance artist is one of the hardest things to be, just like being a freelance musician. You're always searching for your next job and your next gig. It never ends, no matter how old you are. You know, I've seen guys 70 years old who were fantastic musicians, and they'd be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm looking for something to do. <laughs> and you're thinking, this guy, he's looking for something to do? How can that be? How can people not be beating down the door for this guy? So everybody sort of floats along in this sea of other talented people, and we feel like we get lost in this sea. And Don... Uh, really speaks for me in this article as well, or this post he made on Facebook, I feel this crazy frustration and I feel like, you know, holy crap, sometimes what am I doing with this? Uh, you know, the validation to do your work is far and few between. It's a really funny story. Uh, I won't tell you his name, but for those who know him, you'll know the story. This guy works on his graphic novel for like four or five years and he finally completes it and he brings, he gets it printed, I believe, at Kablam and he brings it to his mom and shows it to his mother. She glances at it and then as she's 
putting groceries in her car, she throws the book into the trunk of her car with the groceries and shuts the, the, the trunk. He knows she's never going to pull that thing out and read it or look at it. She's like, oh, that's, that's nice, you know. And he was like, wow, four years work. And she like glanced at the cover. That's how it is a lot of times when you go out in the world looking for appreciation for your work. Hey, you know, unless you find something who is into that thing for their own reasons, whether it's Godzilla or superheroes, whatever the book is about, they're probably not going to be interested in your book. There's some, I try to read a lot of different things, and there's some really talented people making books and stories about things I don't care to read about. And no matter how well they do it, I'm just not engaged because it's not my thing. It's kind of like Lifetime Channel versus ESPN versus News. All of that's television, but they're all vastly different in their content and what you may take away intellectually and emotionally from that content. So, you know, again, like movie choices. Some people like romance, others like adventure. It's very simple. So... There's a lot of, again, I said, you know, work being produced that I want nothing to do with. So that's our work as well. We have developed a, a, a you know, a style of storytelling work, whatever you want to call it. And it's not for everybody. Not everyone's going to look at it and th- say, hey, I really like that. That's it's really good. I, I want to have more of that. Because it's all about so many different things, especially, you know, artistic style, how it strikes people. I Hate Fairyland by Scotty Young, I think is the the best comic of last year. It's absolute genius. I just love that comic book. I just got the collected version of it. I wasn't able to find two issues when he originally printed it. So I finally got to see how the thing ends in this middle chapter I was missing. And it was absolutely terrific. Boy, what a great comic. The art is absolutely gorgeous. The coloring is gorgeous. But above and beyond that, the story and the realization of these characters as different people and as funny characters unto themselves is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, not since Harvey Kurtzman, you know, have I seen such fun, realized characters. He draws like a crazy Jack Davis. Uh, and it's just really beautiful work. Anyway, that's my interpretation of it. Someone else could pick up I Hate Fairyland and go, what? This book's about a five-year-old girl or whatever she is. I can't read this crap. I kind of want to read this. This looks like some kind of kid's book. I'm not going to read this. It looks terrible. And for some reason, it's just not engaging to them. It's just like, you know, Archie comics versus other comics, perhaps. Some people can't be engaged by Archie. It just seems like, what am I reading, you know? But there's another part of the population that reads comics who loves Archie. They're simple to follow. They're fun. They're like watching a sitcom, basically, from the 70s (laughs) or the 80s. That's the best way to look at Archie. And I always liked Archie, you know, but I've always liked many different kinds of comics, uh, But I think as a kid, I was just so starved for them. I was willing to, quote unquote, read almost anything that came along. I I read Casper, Sad Sack, uh, you know, Superboy, The Flash, whatever I could get my hands on. So across the entire spectrum of comics, I was reading comics and enjoying them. 
You know, I remember when I discovered Scrooge McDuck. Those comic books are freaking brilliant. I mean, and you'd never think it. You know, you think Disney would be stamping them out maybe, but nope. Their comic work uh, is absolutely some of the finest ever, the people they got to draw those things. Anyway, I'm all over the place like I said I'd be today. But, you know, this frustration at not being a quote-unquote successful artist, which I'm sure has something to do with money and maybe a few other things, but probably money because we all want to get jobs and get work and be able to support ourselves. That frustration, I don't know if it ever stops, especially as you, you know, then start, you know, doing art for money. But I have an equation for this. It seems like people are frustrated no matter what job they do. If, you know, if they're cutting lawns, if they're building houses, if they're, you know, selling insurance, they're frustrated in some respects. Very few people have a smooth and uninterrupted path to success of any sort. A lot of bumps come in the road. If you're an athlete, you get hurt, you have to work, don't have time, you know, or money to train yourself and you're, you're aging every day and, you know, there's all kinds of things working against everybody. So people feel frustration, again, like I said, with almost everything they're doing. It's very hard to have an absolute smooth path. And I really uh, appreciate Don Edwards writing this letter, and I hope you guys appreciated me uh, reading it and talking about it. And maybe it helps to know that other people feel the same, are in the same boat, are having some of the same experiences feel the same way sometimes uh you know it's like after divorce a lot of people go through a certain bunch of emotions and experiences that a lot of people go through and you think at the time i'm alone you know it's terrible and you know things will never get better and all these different emotions that happen to you and then you come out of it and you find out that other people have gone through this situation and even worse and how, and perhaps how they handle it or the fact that they did handle it can give you hope that you yourself can travel through it and make it through it. So, you know, it's nice to know, even though it's not an answer, that other artists feel the same way. Like, what am I doing wrong or how can I do it better? Am I not posting enough on social media? How, how do I, you know get from square A to square B to square C? How do I get to be a success? Obviously, these kind of questions are floating around in everybody's mind, no matter what job you're doing. Uh, but art especially, and especially what we're talking about today. Uh, you know, how do I improve my art? How do I improve my career in art? Uh, you know, what are the answers? It's really hard to know. It's about taste, chance, timing, and I think that just pestering people to death to hire you as an artist is, is part of the equation, but I don't think it's the answer. I think you can send somebody your artwork, and if they don't like it or they don't like your approach, they don't like it, and they don't need it, and they don't want it, and they're not going to buy it. And there's really nothing you can do to pester them into hiring you, you know, reminding them that you're here, so to speak. So I don't know. You know, in the old days, it was like a date. You'd bring your portfolio in. If they saw work they liked, they'd hire you to do work that they needed. And that was the end of it. They saw something in your style that was something they wanted to hire. Nowadays, it seems it's much harder to find people to look at your work, become interested in it, 
and say, yes, I'll hire you. It seems like they're absolutely, you know, deluged with all sorts of images and art and so on. And uh, it's very hard. It's different than the portfolio process when I was young. I almost always, always got work when I brought in my portfolio. People hired me to do all sorts of things, you know, illustrations of their buildings, their kids, whatever it could be, do their catalog. I would come in with my illustrations and I would get hired. Uh, it was, it's really bizarre not getting hired, actually. I remember one of the few places that didn't hire me was Disney. Disney said, no thanks, Dan, we don't want you. I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't think I'm that good. Not like those guys are. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, I always got hired. Well, I'm still in the transition of trying to get my life together out of a box. So every day I go out and unpack boxes and try to set the house up a little more appropriately. Uh, trying to live some semblance of a normal life now that I've moved. I'm in a pretty nice place. It's safe. Uh, we're all doing okay. There's uh, the supermarkets we like, like and other things available, so that's good. And uh, just trying to get settled in my new life. I'm sorry it took so long to record a show, uh, but, you know, we do our best. I'll be back in a few weeks with more observations, more adventures, and more uh, ridiculous insights into life. <laughs> uh, I'm still working on my book. I have a new book in the works. I'm sort of like on page, hmm, I think six, uh, right in the middle of page six. So it's going very slowly, actually, but at least it's going. And uh, some of my motivation is gone from it, not from this book, not from this story. In fact, this is a highly motivating story. Uh, that's why I'm doing it. It's that I'm not, you know, I'm sort of think I'm sort of spinning my wheels by making these books and therefore I'm not getting any feeling of personal satisfaction out of making them. And so my motivation is lessening to make them. And it's been lessening slowly over the last few years. Uh, and, you know, it slowly culminates, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, like, I'm not finding a lot of pleasure out of pumping out a lot of books like I did in the past, just the recent past. You know, somewhere in the middle of that, I guess I really enjoyed making the Fletcher Hanks book I made this past January in February and March. But after I made that book, I was like, you know, you could make a million of these projects that you really enjoy and want to make. But, you know, what's the end game since you're not really going to make any money on them? And they don't really lead to other jobs or work because they're not really seen by people. So the ripple is very small. What is your end game on these books? You know, and, and here's the weird thing. I found that for me, it was just relaxing a little bit more, watching TV at night, reading books, and so on. I find that now uh, more pleasurable than I did in the past, and I'm enjoying it more, and I find myself wanting to do it more. In other words, rather than grind myself out making book after book after book, I find myself wanting to relax. And so, you know, maybe I won't end up being that creator like Steve Ditko or other people who keep creating and creating, you know, Will Eisner all the way to the last minute of their life. I think I'm going to keep doing art, but
but I'm not sure I want to do sequential stories in books. You know, I really, really like it, obviously, because I've made so many of them. But, you know, I guess I've gotten my feeling of satisfaction and completeness from making so many different kinds of books. And I just feel like I'm repeating myself in some ways, and now what's the point? But I thought I would relate those feelings because I'm completely at peace with it, to be honest. I'm not asking for any encouragement or advice or announcing it like it's a bad thing. I'm completely content kicking back and relaxing and spending time with my family and watching TV and, and doing all the things I used to mock people for, for not having the motivation to give all those things up in order to sacrifice their life and their time and themselves to make a book or make a thing. Because I've sacrificed my time and my family and myself and even my health in order to make a thing. And I'm not really sure any of that was necessary. Now that I look back over my shoulder, I'm really not sure that was necessary. Well, you guys, have a great day in your art studios. Keep creating. Keep doing your thing. Have fun with it. Make time for yourself and your family. And uh, I think a little balance in there might be a good thing because I didn't have much balance. And I'm thinking now that I should have had more of it. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.